Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Pinnell, for today, January 28th. And uh, excuse me, we had a little technical difficulty there, but just I uh, just want to welcome you guys to the show and just let you guys know that tonight's guest is Andy Nilo of Alatura Naturals. And as we wait for Andy to call in, I uh, just want to remind you that the call-in number is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914 914- Eight zero three four three nine nine. Now I'm going to turn it over to uh, Denise. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Beauty News. Uh, just very quickly, uh, just wanted to remind everyone: um, IMAX New York is coming up April thirteenth and fifteenth. Um, I know it seems like it's um, like a little ways away, but uh, you can now purchase your tickets for IMAX New York again. It's just April thirteenth and fifteenth. And IMAX London, which takes place May 18th through 20th. Um, tickets are available for both of those shows um, right now, so you can go um, out to um, the IMAX website, as well as the Makeup, uh, Makeup Artist Mag website as well to uh, purchase your tickets for IMAX. And don't forget, if you're not a pro card holder, to be sure to apply for um, the pro card. They have different levels. Uh, for that card, if you're a makeup student, um, if you are uh, a professional working in production, um, or if you're a professional working in print, uh, things of that nature, they have different levels for the pro card, so you can get your pro card, which will entitle you to um, to get invitations to special events uh, presented by IMAX as well as um entrance into uh, the different IMAX shows, so be sure to check that out. 
Also, last week we talked about a very brief about um, IDF New York, basically, basically that was taking place um, in New York at the Jacob Jazz Center. Uh, it's taking place on March 4th and 6th of this year. And um, last week I think I, I reminded everybody that there um, were tons of classes that you could take that were free with your, uh, with your ticket, with the cost of your ticket. But there are also master classes and hands-on classes that you can take as well, but those come at an additional fee in addition to the cost of your ticket. And some of those classes can range from $240 all the way up to $315. Um, you need more information on, uh, on those classes and how to register uh, for those by going to ibsnewyork.com. And again, when you register online, you can save $12 per day for that ticket price. And some of those classes are going to be, um, of course, covering hair, uh, makeup, nails, as well as uh, social media. So be sure to um, check those check those classes out if you are attending IBS New York. And that's all I have for this week. All right. So just a little um, bit of pro-beauty news. You know, as we always do, we always bring you information from uh, – we always bring you guys information from PBA, the Professional Beauty Association, and uh, just wanted to um, bring some news from there. For those of you who are interested in joining PBA, you know PBA, the Professional Beauty Organization, is the largest and most inclusive trade organization uh, representing licensed professionals, salons, manufacturers, suppliers, distributors, spas, schools, independent practitioners, and students. Um, PBA produces some of the industry's most renowned programs and events, such as the North American Hairstyling Awards, NAHA. I know you guys know we speak about that all the time. Um, the International Salon and Spa Expo, ISSE, which is taking place right now in Long Beach, California. Um, Beacon, Cut It Out, and the Disaster Relief Fund. It was formed by the merger of the Beauty and Barber Supply Institute, that was BBSI, I know some of you remember that, um, the American Beauty Association, ABA, and the Salon Association, TSA, and the National Cosmetology Association, NCA. The Professional Beauty Association exists to elevate, unify, and serve the beauty industry and the professionals who improve people's lives. So, again, if you're interested in joining, please go to probeauty.org. That's P-R-O-B-E-A-U-T-Y dot O-R-G. Okay? And then uh, just a couple more things, and I need to pull it up. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the I Am Licensed, I Am Professional campaign that um, – yeah, I think that was a couple of years ago, I believe. Introduced a couple of years ago, yes. So I'm just uh, just kind of bringing it back to everyone's attention. It had a lot to do with, I know you heard us talk about um, uh, different states wanting to get rid of the a professional license for beauty professionals. That's the cosmetology license, the license for nail techs, the license for barbers and estheticians, they wanted to get rid of all of those licenses. And um, professional beauty organization is saying, 
you know, no way. There are a lot of professionals out here, and we are licensed, and we don't want the license to go anywhere. So if anyone is interested in joining that campaign and pretty much, you know, uh, just posting out there that you are a professional, uh, professional licensed um, cosmetologist or barber or nail tech, you can go to the website, and there are different things out there that you could use to post actually to your social media sites. Um, and, you, you know, and so, also, I, I remember uh, when we were talking about that, and we, we, we talk about it and we talk about it so much, that sometimes you don't really, you know, you don't really feel like it, it could actually happen, but it's a real, it's a real thing. It's, it's a real topic, a real subject. So if you ever have the opportunity to, to any of the state representatives and whichever state you live in, be sure to talk to them about, um, you know, your careers, what hair, makeup, nails, if you're a barber. Be sure to talk about talk to them about what um, what you actually do and how important it is to be licensed. I mean, if you feel like it's important. But be sure to, um, you know, to talk to them about that so that they understand that if, if this goes away, you know, how it's going to, to affect you and affect your, or affect your business. Um, exactly. I can't remember if, if they sponsored the, the event or I can't remember to which state they so it was an event where, um, you know, the beauty professionals could meet with different lawmakers and um, treat them to services. And so as they were treating them to services, um, they got to talk to the different lawmakers about, you know, what they do and how important it is for them to be licensed. Um, they didn't want to see the license go back. So it, it really is an issue. It's constantly states. It's like, in a few, a few states, it was, um, you know, it was talked about, and then it was shut down. And then it's like every every time it's shut down in one or two other states, it pops up somewhere else. So it's it's like all of the states are it's on all, it's on all of their agendas. They're all thinking about it. So it's something that we need to you know be aware of and start you know paying really very close attention to what's going on in our state with our. Um, with our licenses. And so, you know, even if you have to call the state board to find out what they know about certain things, it's important um, that you do that and that you stay on top of that. And, and joining PBA is a really good way to do that. Exactly. Um, and that and that actual event that you're talking about, I can't remember what time of year it actually takes place, but it's something that's done annually in Washington, D.C. Um uh-huh where they actually do this, you know, stylists come out and they actually perform the services, you know, on um, congressmen and women, men and women and get a chance to talk to them about what they do and how important it is for them to have licenses. So, you know, some people that we've asked on this show about it, they say, um, well, it doesn't make a big difference to them because they still want to teach and educate, but, I get where they're coming from with that, but the point I'm trying to make about it is if you're going to say as an esthetician you don't need a license or as a nail tech you don't need a license, as a hairstylist or a barber you don't need a license, then 
what's going to make me go to school? For the most part, we go to school so that way we can, number one, get the license. And then, two, of course, learn more about what we're doing. But with so many books, trade shows, online, you know, webinars and classes, um, we don't need to go to a school to learn our craft. We can stay right home and look right on our computers, our cell phones. So my thing is, if a license is not required, what's going to make somebody go to a school? I don't think there is going to be any any reason why they're going to go to a school. I think they would just sit right in the comfort of their own home and look at something in the palm of their hands or on their laptops and, you know, take classes that way and still continue to do, still continue to cut hair or, or, or do nails without a license. So to me, that's not, that wouldn't be smart on the state's part. They think they're going to be getting more money in the process, but in all actuality, they're not. The states think that more business will, businesses will open now because you don't have to have a license. But my thing is people will be working under the table and not reporting anything to the states. So I think the states will lose all the way around. Then you're just going to have so many. So you might make lawyers rich. <laughs> because if you right. you know do something and mess up someone's hair like with a relaxer or some type of chemical, you know you're gonna have a lot of cases on hand. So it's not going to be um, it won't be a good thing, especially being that you probably won't have any insurance either. Yeah, insurance for your business. You know, for those people who are doing, like, hair out of their houses and things like that, you know, you're, you don't have any particular insurance to cover you, uh, any type of liability insurance to cover you for, for situations like that. You know, mostly people who are actually in business in a salon or something like that will carry that type of insurance. So you have to really right. think about, um, you know, you have to think about what you're doing. And why it's important, right? So that leads yeah. us, you know, to our question. That leads us to our question, really, of the night. That's pretty much our question, um, our thought-provoking question of the night is: um, How would taking away your license affect what you do? I'm, you know, affect what you do as you know, an artist, whether you're a hairstylist, a makeup artist, an esthetician, a nail tech. Um, you know, for some of us who are, and I'll just speak for myself, for some of us who have been doing this profession at a very long time and we've been licensed for a long time, I think sometimes the people who are already established, you know, and you're rooted in, um, it may not change a lot about what you do. For instance, me, you know, back when I first started doing makeup in the state of Maryland, you had to be licensed, so I got a license. Um, and then some years later, they took the license away. It, you know, when I first got into the union to do film and television, I had to have a, li- a show a license. So I needed that back then. So that was great that I had it. 
but if I waited, if I didn't get into the union for film and television makeup until maybe 10 years later when they stopped giving away licenses, I would have had to go to school to get an aesthetics license or um, or or if there's a, another, you know, makeup license being offered somewhere else, I would have had to go and get a license before I could get in the union. You know, so right. nowadays for the, for the union now, um, you don't have to have a license any longer for a makeup artist. Okay, so that's fine and good. You're into, you know, doing makeup for film and TV, and you're well on your way, and you don't need a license to join the union. You just have to fulfill all the other requirements. Okay, that's fine. But what if you are a makeup artist or esthetician that services clients in a salon or spa atmosphere? Then, you're, then at this point you're screwed because you can't do it. Right. And if you're the type of and if you're the type of person who's looking to mix it up a little bit, and um, you know when I say mix it up, I mean you know you love working on set, but you want to have something else you can do besides working on set all the time. You want to break it up a little bit. You want to work in the salon. Um, you wouldn't be able to do it. So I really think that um, it's going to really hurt salon professionals. What about those people who have just made their career all of their lives in the salons, in the spas? You know, if, if you take the license away, it, it may not show to the customer. You know, they may not seem as credible. Without it, I, you know the, the license means a lot. It's, it's credibility. It shows that you've been tested before the state board. That's that's a big deal. And the state board says you are ready to do whatever it is that you do. Cut, you know, hairstylist, nail tech. You're ready. So, right. a general consumer consumer coming along and seeing you, seeing that you have a license. And I'm going to speak for myself. If I know that you have a license, that means a lot to me, and then I'm going to trust you. So if this is my first time sitting in your chair at the hair salon or, um, you know, coming to you to get a facial, I trust you because that license is sitting there. And I know the meaning behind that. But if you're just somebody who just put an ad up, up on Facebook or Instagram and say, you know, I'm a skincare expert, come to me for your facials, and you don't have a license, I'm not going to come. Right. There's not going to be anything, there's not going to be anything about your business. I don't care how nice your ad looks, you know, how nice your space looks, how clean your space is. If I don't see a license, it doesn't tell me anything about you. And so, my best friend could have told me about you and, and they could have come to you to get their facials and, and all these different skin treatments and she's the best, oh, she's the best, you should go see her. You know, that's a word-of-mouth thing. If I trust my friend, it's a possibility that, I, you know, that someone would show up and decide to, you know, be treated by you. But for me, even though somebody else says they're great, I don't trust that. And on the other hand, you still could get a licensed professional who could do something wrong. 
I mean, that that's always there, but, you know, the fact that they have a license helps to protect them a little bit more, you know, and I'm pretty sure if they're in a salon situation, they're probably insured nine times out of ten if they're smart, you know. So um, it's just things like that. But before I find out what you think, let us, let us just go to um, a uh, commercial break. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. Has your face felt dry and tight? Or does it hold oils like a sponge? If the answer is yes, what you need is a facial. That's right. And not just any facial, but a Facetox organic facial. Listen, the Facetox organic blend. It's free of parabens, it's vegan, and mixed with 100% organic rose water. And this water binds your face and works right away as it slowly begins to dry. You see, when the organic rose is mixed with the Facetox blend, it creates a negative charge and will prevent and even draw out your blackheads, reduce the appearance of scars, even skin tone, draw out external toxins, heal and rejuvenate skin tissue, and it will even unclog and shrink your pores. Face Tox is probably the most powerful face mask you will ever use because the benefits to your skin are endless. Listeners of our show can receive a 20% discount by simply using the discount code BEAUTY20. Face Tox organic face masks are perfect for all skin types. So what are you waiting for? Order yours right now at facetalks.com. Your skin will thank you. All right, and we are back. Um, we're talking about um, licensing. This is our question for tonight. Um, how would uh, not having a license in your particular state affect um, your business as a beauty professional. Um, the question is still out there. There's still um, talks about different states taking away professional licenses, you know, for hairstylists, estheticians, barbers, um, uh, nail techs. Um, and I think around the country, pretty much every state that was, that did have a makeup artist license, that's I think at this point now, it's that's gone. Um, so, my question to you, Denise, is: What's your thought on this whole uh, this whole subject? Like, how how um, not having a license would affect my career? Yeah, and then and then just your thoughts on it in general. Well, I I think in general, I think 
I mean, in my opinion, I think it's probably one of the most ridiculous things I've probably ever heard. Like, I, I, um, I don't understand why, on the state level, they would want to take something like that away. Like, and you know, and I, I, I get the explanation before. Uh, I guess they were uh, thinking about, you know, I guess for the states, it's all, it's all about money and it's all about, you know, how much money they can get, and not necessarily any concern for, um, you know, consumers. There's no real concern for technicians um, because, as we all know, having that license, anytime you go through any type of course where you're certified through um, um, through some type of school that offered a, a curriculum for your skill set and then you go on to get that license from that particular state, state board, then we know that you've learned, you know, uh, sanitation and sterilization, which is number one when you have any type of beauty license. That's the first thing um, that's important to learn. Mm-hmm. And having that, having that license, when you say you're licensed, automatically that is the first thing that people think about. Oh, they learn, you know, they understand sanitation sterilization. So they, people feel comfortable. People feel comfortable in knowing that even if you even if you're not that great at your skill, that you know, you know you have concern for their welfare because you're not going to use uh, dirty razors, you're not going to use um, dirty uh, brushes, or, you know things like that. People people feel comfortable. People automatically feel like you're professional because using dirty brushes and dirty razors and things like that. It's something that they equate with people who aren't professional. So mm-hmm. to have that license kind of sets you apart automatically. But we know there are people with licenses who don't necessarily do the right things all the time. And then there are people without licenses who may do, do all the right things. You know, they, they may think about sterilization and things like that. But, but the thing is, I think as an as a industry, we all need to be on the same page as far as our education goes and as far as um, how we service people, you know, is regulated. Like it, that all needs to be regulated, and it, there needs to be some standard that we all have to work under, you know what I mean, when it comes to, you know, dealing with um, – because all, when you think about it, it's all the skin, you know, whether you're doing skincare, whether you're doing makeup, you're still dealing with the skin – you know, if you're doing someone's hair, you're dealing with the scalp, which is the skin. So it's like, you know, there needs to be some standard that, you know, where we're held accountable for certain things and our skills should be, you know, at certain levels and that should be regulated by the state. Now, what the states can do is the states can make, make it so that all across the board, you know, there's the same amount of hours for, uh, cosmetology or the same amount of hours for aesthetics, things like that. So if a person goes from one state to the next and they want to transfer their license, you know, that they, they can do that. They can make things easy that way, but just totally mm-hmm. cutting cutting out the license is just ridiculous to me. It, it makes absolutely, absolutely no sense whatsoever. You know, people worked hard to attain those licenses, and and they pay a lot of money to go to school. And so to totally throw that away, I mean, and people, everybody has their own path, and you don't have to choose the path of someone who decides to go to school and 
to get certified and then to go on and get, you know, get a state, a, a license from that particular state. You don't have to go that path if you don't want to go that path. But trust and believe, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to someone who's not licensed, especially when it, when it comes to my hair and my skin. I'm not, you know, no, I'm not going to have an esthetician doing extractions and all that kind of stuff on me and not have a license. I'm not going to do that. Now, I want to make sure that I'm always going to someone who is licensed, who appears to be professional. And eat, like I said, like I said a few seconds, a few minutes ago, there are people who are licensed who don't necessarily do the right thing. So when you're choosing, you know, an esthetician, a makeup artist, or a hairstylist, a nail tech, or whatever, you know, if whenever you're in their establishment, make sure you can see their license and that it's up to date. Right. And then, and not just that, but take a look at the surroundings when you go into a hair salon or, you know, to an esthetician or a makeup artist. Look at the, you know, look at the surroundings. Make sure that makeup artist has clean brushes. Make sure the brushes that she uses on you are clean. Make sure, you know, the esthetician, her whole setup is clean. You know, sometimes estheticians can, you know, uh, the, the beds that they use, sometimes they may not change the, the, you know, the sheets or whatever from that bed. So make sure... They're clean. You know, make sure they're doing what they need to do. Make sure you smell something, you know, whether it's alcohol or bleach or something. Make sure they're clean. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that the tools that they use, when, when you walk in, you know, before you lie down, look around. Look around. It's okay to look around. It's okay to ask questions about stuff. It's okay to ask, what are you going to use on me? You know? Right. Ask. You know, even when you go into a hair salon, when a hairstylist, at least I see it all the time, a hairstylist can drop a comb on the floor, and then they'll pick it up and put it on the counter, and then, you know, two, three minutes later, they're using that same comb in your head. No. Don't think that I forgot that you just dropped that comb. You know what I mean? Hey, look, stick it in that barber side and get another one out. Use a different comb. Mm-hmm. You know? So to me, I think it's ridiculous to to not be licensed, but whoever you choose to go to, just, you know, make sure they're doing the right thing and make sure they're doing the right thing by you before they touch you. Absolutely. And I think as far and as, I think as far, as far as my career, I think for me, being licensed, again, it goes back to that whole thing about being professional. I think it, it, it to, to people who may be my clients, or my potential clients, I think they look at me as being professional because I have a license. And then, you know, I have a license mm-hmm. in aesthetics and skincare. So if, if with me doing makeup, and, and most people who, you know, when you sit in my chair, if you don't know I'm an esthetician, you will know I'm an esthetician because it's first for me always. So people, that, and that's another thing, because I am licensed, I'm able to talk the talk. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just coming out here telling you what works best for my skin and I think you should try it. No, I'm I'm here to tell you what I see that's going on with your skin and what and, and you know, and I'm able to suggest products that you could possibly use for your skin. So I'm I'm able to give you advice on your skin. I'm able to answer, you know, your skincare questions because I am licensed and I do keep up with my skincare education. And I am, you know, and I am I am knowledgeable of a lot of products, makeup and skincare. So I'm able to have those conversations with people as opposed to someone who may just do makeup and may not really know much about skin. 
you know, and maybe they're just using the, the trendy moisturizer that's out now. You know what I mean? Or the trendy moisturizer that all makeup artists have in their kit. You know, and they're not really able to, to tell you, um, you know, different things about what they see on their skin. So that, I mean, that's pretty much that's it for point. me. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, you know, because for those who are licensed, one of the requirements in most states is that you do continuing education. Um, you know, and going to a trade show is considered continuing education. You know, you get your continuing education credit for that. And so uh, whether you take a class or you go to a trade show, you know, you're learning and you're keeping up with what's new, new techniques, new innovations, uh, new products. Um, so I think, you know, for me, I think that's what licensing does. You, you, it sends you to school to get the education, and then there's the continuing education. So it makes you really live up to, to that certification. And so right. that's one of the things that I, that I really like about it. But on the flip side, you know, you're talking about taking licenses away. On the other hand, I think that um, um, I think people need to be licensed to do some of the things that's taking place in the beauty industry that's not like you know that's not licensed, like these lash extensions. Right. Um, oh yeah. I really feel like there needs to be a license for that, and so that's why I think you know regulation is important, and that's why I think it's so important to to speak with your state legislatures later and get involved in this topic. Don't do just you let remember, it be something we talk about on Beauty Talk or on or the ProBeauty.org website. Right. Do you remember when uh, years ago when um, there were a couple of companies, there was um, Extreme Lashes, mainly Extreme mm-hmm. Lashes, and then maybe like Lavish Lashes or something like that. And they were like the like the two big ones, and do you remember when they would come around, they would have a schedule on their website of the different states that they were going to go to with their classes, and their classes were mm-hmm. always like a, a two-day class, and I mean, it cost, I mean, it was like thousands of dollars, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was like a two-day class, and it was like all day, and it was like the first day, they would they would talk to you about lashes and then they would um they would do of course demos and everything on the like the first the first probably half of the day was on the first day was like theory and then the second half of the day was like demos and you watched them do a demo and then on that second day it was like you would have a partner and you know the first half of the day the one one you know the person would do. Uh, their partner's lashes, and then maybe after lunch come back and, and they would switch. And that's how you got your hands-on was, like, on that second day. But that first day you got your theory and you, and you, um, and you actually watched demos of lashes being applied and, you, you know, you got your, your knowledge on uh, the products being used, the lashes themselves, the adhesives, and, and the tools and things like that. And, and that in those thousands of dollars did not just cover the two days of education, but it also covered your kit. And and that was, you know, what you did before you got certified. And it's like nowadays you have you have a lot of 
mass extension classes popping up, and it's not really popping up online or anything. It's just locally within your town, people are like, okay, I'm going to teach a lash class. I'm going to teach a lash class. I'm, I'm going to teach people how to do lashes. And then, um, you know, the next thing you know, it's like people are popping up everywhere in their little studios and salons, and they're doing lash extensions. Everybody's doing lash extensions. Everybody's doing lash extensions. So whereas before, you could do, um, you could, they, could char- they were charging $250 for a full set of lash extensions. Now you see people charging $175, $150, $100. That's because now it's like, it's so wide open and so all over the place that those people who have, who have been doing lashes for 10 plus years, it's like they can't even get 250 anymore. Right. You know, depending on where they are, depending on like if they're in a, you know, uh, a really nice salon, you know, depending on your clientele, you can get 250. But now that it's like locally, everybody's doing it. It's too competitive. Most people are going to be like, well, so-and-so's really good. Why am I going to pay this other person 250 when I can go here and pay, you know, 150 and get my lashes done, and they look just as nice. So it's, it's and you know what else? Not not to cut you off, but not just you know going to get these lashes done, but it's also the education. Remember, just like you just said, there was a two day class, and it was thousands of yeah. dollars. It was so expensive, and now you can go and learn how to do lash extensions for probably two hundred dollars. Because yeah, you just because go in with another person who's doing who does lashes, the unlicensed lash person, and they'll they'll teach you right there while they're, yeah. while they're doing one of their clients. Yeah, you just you just watch them, and then and then you'll bring in a model, and then they'll walk you through it, and that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no real education, but it's like oh, these are the tools. There's no real education or knowledge about you know, the eye and, and, you know, things like that. It's like they'll, they'll pass on the knowledge of what, of what they know, of what, of what they learn. Basically, and basically that knowledge is how to do it. And it's, it's never really knowledge about how to troubleshoot certain things or the things they've right. learned just from experience of dealing with different, you know, different clients. It's never that knowledge, but it's just this is how you do it. So mm-hmm. I would love to see the states regulate that and, 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 you know, require there to be a license for that. And I think that should easily fall under aesthetics. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the, the licensed professionals who are doing it, most of, most of them are licensed estheticians or licensed cosmetologists. So, um, right. Again, like you said, I would love to see that fall under an aesthetic license. You know, you're going to get your makeup artists and your skincare professionals mainly, mainly doing it. Um, you will mm-hmm. see some cosmetologists doing it because they do want to offer that service, like in a in a hair salon uh, or a day spa. So, um, but I, I totally agree. It needs to be regulated and soon. You cannot glue hair. So anywhere near the eye and and not feel like it's important to have that regulated. I just right. don't understand that. You know, I, I mean, and besides lash extensions, besides lash extensions, you know, you have you have um, people who do like individual lashes every day, and they don't have any kind of license. 
but and, and I've seen and I've seen people apply these things so many different ways, and I've had people to apply them to me so many different ways, and it's it's crazy. Like it, it's to the point that it actually hurts. Like I've seen people apply them underneath the lash instead of on top of the lash, and it's like you know now you're putting glue very close to the eye. Um, it's crazy. That's all I can say is it's crazy. And we have to be very careful um, on how we're performing some of these services. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll pose this question um, on the uh, Do You Talk Online Facebook page as well to get you guys' thoughts out there um, as well as on Twitter. Um, Also, I just wanted to remind everyone, and, and you may have heard us speak about it on the very first show of the year, but here on Beauty Talk, we're going to soon be beginning our definition of beauty campaign, and um, what it is, is just basically a campaign. Um, if you've all been listening to the show for a while, if you've noticed that at the end of each interview, we ask our guests, um, what is beauty to them? You know, How do they define beauty? And what we want to do is kind of share with the world and share with our audience, whether it's on the radio show, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, just share um, what women around the world have to say about beauty and how they define it. And so what we're asking our listeners to do, we're asking you guys to either, um, to well, first, number one, to email us. And you can email us at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com, and that's B-E-A-U-T-Y-G-I-R-L-S-N-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. And so what you're going to be emailing us is one of a couple things. One, if you'd like to have it played here on the show on Sunday nights, you can send us an audio in an MPG3 format, um, no longer than, um, I'll say, no longer than 30 seconds, you can send us audio, tell us your name, uh, you know, your, the city and state you live in, and, um, you know, what, what's your title, what your occupation is, and then tell us what your definition of beauty is. Beauty to me is whatever your definition of beauty is. Within 30 seconds or less, you can send us that. We'll have it played on the on the show once the campaign starts. Or you can send us your picture along with your definition of beauty and then the same things, your name, city and state where you're from, your title, you know, what you do, Janice Tanel. Film and television, my my definition of beauty is along with my picture. So um, that's what we're looking for you guys to do, and that way we can, if you send us both, that's great, because we can play it here on the show, we can post it on our Instagram page, but we want to show the world how we define how we define beauty. Um, and so if you're going to send us an email uh, with your definition so that, and along with your picture, we would prefer um, your definition to be 
20 words or less because you're going to, it's going to be fixed up in your own, in its own post. And so we want to make sure we have enough space to put your definitions. Okay. And so again, that's beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. And that's the definition of beauty campaign. We're going to be giving you guys more information about it once it draws near, but I'm just putting it out there so that if there's any of you out there who are interested in doing this, you can think about it and submit this information to us, and you can you can start submitting now. You don't have to wait until we actually start uh, posting and announcing about it, about the actual campaign, sending it now, but just know that your audio piece will be played here on this radio show, and your picture and your words will be posted on Instagram. So just know that if you're uh, willing to do that, then we would be glad to have your uh, your responses. Okay, so it seems like our guest tonight, um, Andy Nilo of Alatura Naturals, this is the second time uh, we were supposed to have him on, and he's been a no-show. Um, but it's all good. We had a great discussion um, discussing our topic for the our um, not topic, but our thoughtful question for the night. And so we're just going to move on from from that. So stay tuned uh, next Sunday night for our guest um, next Sunday. Another great show lined up for you guys. Um, so why don't you tell them where they can find us on social media? Well, you can find us on all of the important social media outlets, <laughs> uh, Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. We're Beauty Talk Online Radio. On Twitter, we're beauty underscore talk. And be sure to definitely follow us on Twitter because we're going to start doing our tweet chats um, on Twitter very soon. So make sure you're following us there for um, any updates on those. And then you can follow us on Instagram. We're beauty underscore talk underscore media. But, again, once you you just type in beauty, it will automatically pop up. You'll see beauty talk out there. The lips with the microphone is the logo. So you should be able to follow us easily there. And then you can follow me. I'm at Denise Tunnell on all social medias. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And you can follow Janice, and she's at Janice Tunnell, and that's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. It's two N's, two L's. All right. And before we go, I just wanted to ask you really quickly, you know, I watched earlier the – the red carpet for the Grammys, and then, you know, I was able to see a little bit of the show before this started. And then I went online looking, I was like, let me see if I missed, you know, anybody on the carpet. And to be honest with you, not to um, put anyone down, but it doesn't seem like the Grammy uh, fashion and, you know, like the big, beautiful beauty looks, everyone looks fine, but there's no one that's really wowing me. Um, I did see no. Ashanti. And I, yeah, and I, I thought say, she had Ashanti on a beautiful dress. Yeah, she, she, so she was my favorite I, from what I did see. Yeah, she was. She had to me the best dress. It was a gold. She looked really pretty. I thought Eve had on a really nice pantsuit. Um, but there was nobody was wowing me, and I then I thought and I thought about it because I looked at a lot of the guys. If you think about it, a lot of people had on coats. Cause you know it's cold in New York. Um, yeah. I was looking at the I was looking at the skin and I was like nobody's skin looks 
there's nothing about anyone's skin that's just like jumping out at me to just say, oh, they look, this is so beautiful, you know. Um, and I think it's because it's in cold New York City. Yeah, Not putting New York City coast. down because I, I love the fact that the Grammys is in New York. You know, it's been about 15 years since it's been in New York before, but it's cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's, so, it's so different. You know. It's so different from when you're watching the SAG Awards or, you know, or right. uh, the Golden Globes and all that when, when they're on the, on the West Coast out in L.A. because, you know, the weather's much nicer. You know, people aren't in heavy coats or jackets. You know, the skin's a little mm-hmm. dewier, you know. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's a big difference. And then also I haven't um... – to be honest with you, it's been some years since I've been really interested in the Grammys. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But this year, this year I, I paid more attention to it, and it seems like it's a, a really good show. But um, it's a difference because it's colder this time of year on the East Coast. And, you know, if you look at some of the guys that are coming on the, um, the red carpet, you see um, – you see a lot of people just in jeans and little co- and coats or jackets, not really dressing up. And I just like like we said, I just think it's a it's a weather thing, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what has people <laughs> dressing a little differently. Um, and then I just wanted to just say this quickly it has nothing to do with makeup and the way anybody looks, but Childish Gambino doesn't he kind of mm-hmm. give you a little prince sometimes? Yeah, <laughs> with his sound, <laughs> definitely. Just, just a little thought <laughs> as um, I'm thinking back about a little bit of the show that I did see earlier. He gives me a little bit of sense, and that's the second time that I thought that, you know, when hearing him. But I do know that um, he is a winner of one Grammy tonight. I do know. Um, you know how yes. sometimes. Grammy doesn't show everything, you know, some awards right. were given away earlier that we didn't see. I do believe it was given away during that time, but he is the winner of a, at least one Grammy. But I think he's nominated um, anywhere from three to five times. I can't remember how many, but I know it's at least three. Oh, that's nice. He's nominated. Yeah, he's nominated at least three times. Um, and speaking of looks, going back, Janelle Monet. What did you mm-hmm. think about, you know, she's always in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it's black, I see a little white, and then she's like a lot of, like a little floral situation mm-hmm. going on. Um, part I, of saw that brief, that. I saw that brief, briefly. It's not, yeah, it's not bad, but, you know, now she's kind of, um, she's doing, you know, she's been acting a lot, and so I think she's mm-hmm. trying to, um not necessarily change her identity, but kind of, yeah, kind of change, you know, how you associate with her. Because as far as music goes, we've always associated her with wearing black and white all the time. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, she had her her certain hairdo that was very period, you know. And so now Mm -hmm. it's like she's doing different things with the hair and, and she's wearing color. So, I don't know, new day for Janelle, I guess. Mhm. So she and she looks great. So um, not bad at all. Um, yeah, not bad. Just you know, just different. I was noticing her hair is a lot different than what I've 
you know, see it. But, but like you said, she's always doing something different with her hair. So never, I guess never expect that to be the same. Um, but everyone looks good. If they, it's just a different, a whole different situation. It's like, you know, some of the other award shows that we'll see, it's like really dressed up. And even when they're, when the Grammys is in LA, they're more dressed up. Even the women are more dressed up. So like I said, I think it's a weather situation, but, um, Nonetheless, it's still good, and I think the Grammys tonight, from what I saw, um, it's been a good, it's been a really good show. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to put that out there. But this is not until March. But in March, when, when the Academy Awards come around, we will uh, be doing a show the same night, but just a little bit earlier, and it will be pretty much like what we just did tonight. It's going to be our little commentary on the looks that we see from hair to makeup to to actual wardrobe um, during the Academy Awards. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Academy Awards is on the first Sunday of March. But, of course, we'll have that, you know, exact date and everything together. We will be um, on live a little earlier that night um, because we realize that a lot of people – watch the awards, but we want you to listen to Beauty Talk as well. So we're going to come on a little earlier that night, and we'll be making announcements about that several weeks ahead of time, so it will be in everyone's mind. We'll have a guest on with us, um, you know, uh, doing some commentating as well. Um, So, you know, during the red carpet hour, so that way when the show comes on, we're all watching the Academy Awards. Okay, so we'll keep you posted on that, and um, um, I think that's pretty, it, you know, pretty much it for tonight. Um, and next week is will be it's February, correct? Yep, next week is February. Next week is February, and I do believe our guest next week is Mr. Reggie Wells. Yeah. So. Uh, and we, yeah. it's also Super Bowl Sunday, so for those ladies who don't watch. Football definitely want to tune in. I'm sure the um, I'm sure the Super Bowl the Super Bowl may still be on at that time. Um, I know um, it comes yeah. on. It comes on like around. around six something. Uh, yeah. normally on the East Coast. Yeah, and, and it'll so. be. I think it'll be. Um, it'll definitely be in the fourth quarter by then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, New England Patriots? Yes. So it's two East Coast teams. Two East Coast teams. All right. But the game game was – right. The game takes place, though, in uh, Minnesota. So I'm not – Oh, they're going to be cold. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a New – but at least both teams are used to the cold weather. But I'm not a a New England fan, so definitely want uh, the Philadelphia Eagles to win. Absolutely. So that'll be interesting. That will definitely be interesting. And then we'll have Reggie on the line as well. And, you know, Reggie has a lot to say. Um, he's he's doing some great things right now, and he's going to be here to tell you all about what he's doing. He uh, moved back to his hometown of Baltimore, Maryland, where he's doing something special uh, with makeup and seniors, and he'll be able to come and explain that to you. But Reggie, um, talk about 
makeup for women of color. My God, this man is a true icon in the makeup business. He's done over over 140 Oprah magazine covers, over 100 Essence magazine covers. Um, you name it, he's done it. He's he's worked with Destiny's Child and. Um, so many well-known women of color in the entertainment business. Um, he has a book called Face Painting, so he's an author. He's a two-time Emmy Award-winning makeup artist. He's been Oprah's makeup artist for four decades. Um, the list goes on and on and on. So he's going to be here to um, share with share his journey with us and, and inspire us. Um, tell the truth about some things um, and just, you know, just pretty much let us know um, how he how he did it, you know, how he started. He has an art background. He went to the Maryland Institute College of Art here um, in Baltimore, um, started off as an art teacher, became a well-known uh, celebrity makeup artist, and he's gonna um he's gonna be here to inspire us and tell us all about it. So, for some of you who do watch the Super Bowl, we would love it if you would still tune in to hear Reggie Wells um next Sunday night. But we'll be posting more about it. We'll be letting you all know more about it. And um, every single Sunday night. Thank you so much for your support, for tuning in. You're all over the world. We're heard all over the world, and we want to say um, say thank you. Um, so in the meantime, um, everyone have a wonderful night and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.